I was so stressed, but I didn't know I was stressed. And I, it wasn't really as openly talked about then either. And this wasn't even that long ago, but I was so stressed. I would be kind of grazing all day on the canola because I'd be making it and having to taste it a little bit. And I'd never really have a proper meal because I'd be like snacking all day and I'd be stood up all day doing stuff and making stuff and my mind would be on a million different things. And I was constantly had really bad stomach pains and anything I did eat, even if it was healthy, I had really bad stomach aches and headaches. And I was like, why is this happening? Because I'm doing everything that I usually do. I'm eating all the right things. I'm like pretty active. I just couldn't understand why I was feeling like that. And I was kind of reaching burnout, which I now know, but at the time I was just like powering through. And I just remember thinking like, this isn't fair. I'm eating everything healthy, but I'm still really uncomfortable and in pain. And I think I just had a light bulb moment. I'm not sure when, maybe through during yoga or meditation or something one day. I was like, I how how can I expect my stomach and my body to function in the ways that it should when I'm wasting all my energy on doing a million things and stressing about a million things and my stomach sort of had like seized up like in when you're stressed your body doesn't need to digest food because it needs to be in that fight or flight moment where it's ready to kind of react so, true. so the rest of your body shuts down this was one of the most amazing like most interesting things I had I read a book I think it's called the slow down diet it's a really old one but it was just so amazing to like because people don't talk about that and it was like it made so much sense like all this energy that you're putting in your in your mind and you're doing and like overworking your whole body you're you're it's just not a priority for your body to be able to digest food which is why it kind of shuts down and so to know that is something that I just keep with me all the time now I'm like it's so important welcome to the lifestyle edit podcast a show about creative female entrepreneurs and the businesses they've built I'm your host the lifestyle edit founder Naomi Ndudu and each week I deep dive with a female founder on topics like business models and revenue streams marketing and branding building a team and scaling and how they are managing to cultivate a life and business they love and all on their own terms. Our goal each week is to take you on a narrative journey of the opportunities and challenges in business right now and offer insights you can immediately apply in growing or starting your business. Danielle, I am so excited to have you on the show. Fans of the Lifestyle Edit will know that we interviewed, you were one of our first interviews. It feels like forever ago now. I know. I found this photo the other day from that shoot. It was so long ago. It was so long ago. Um, so I'm so excited to now have you on the podcast because as entrepreneurs, I think many of us fall victim to kind of putting our health on the back burner while we grow our businesses. So I'd love for that to kind of be the focus of our conversation today. Um, I've loved learning more about your story and how you've really tapped into into your intuition and really kind of understanding what your body needs and how mm-hmm. that kind of feeds into your ability to put your best foot forward with your business. So just yeah. to give people a little bit of context who aren't aware of your story, can you kind of take us on that journey? Sure. So basically it all started um, when I moved away from home. I was 18 and I moved to London um, to pursue my career in modelling and before previously I'd always been really unhealthy naturally super skinny like I could never put on weight and I hated it when I was younger but obviously as a model it kind of worked in my favor um and then when I was kind of 
getting a bit older and developing a bit more, I was struggling to like maintain the sort of size for modeling that was working. And um, so I got really into like health and wellness and fitness and started actually working out, which I'd never done before and started reading the ingredients on the back of the food I was buying and stuff like that. So it all kind of happened quite naturally. And like when I started looking after myself a bit more and it was just everything I found in the supermarkets was so confusing and full of stuff that I didn't really get. So that kind of led me to researching loads of stuff online, um, eventually studied in uh, diet and nutrition and biology. And then I just got really into like natural everything. I was like, I want to <laughs> be working out. I want to feel good. I want to know what this can do for me. I want to know like when I was feeling bad, why I was feeling bad. I always, I began to realize there was always some like something at the root of it that was causing these things. And I was just fascinated by it. So that kind of sparked my interest initially. Um, my first step was setting up my blog in, I think, 2014. Um, which was called Modern Wash 2. And then through that, I was developing loads of recipes with natural ingredients. I completely changed my diet and went kind of extremely paleo overnight. Um, and that meant I had to give up my beloved granola, which I was addicted to before. Yeah. So, um, so then I was basically just making everything I could from home as much as possible. But obviously with really early call times for shoots and like long days I couldn't really I didn't have much control of what I was eating during the day so I started making granola out of quinoa um at home that I could take on set with me and that then turned into its own little business um which is is kind of where I am now I'm running that quinoa business still and still have the blog um and I've obviously just released my first book, Wellbeing. So yes, Ooh, yeah, so yeah. much going on. <laughs> and it's so funny because thinking about the fact that you were kind of forced to think about this through modeling, it would have been so easy for you to go the other way um, yeah. and kind of really <clears throat> obsess about it and have negative, um, negative habits rather than it kind of prompting you to really look into your health in a kind of holistic way. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, there's really not a lot of support, especially this was like almost four or five years ago, probably now. There wasn't a lot of support. There wasn't a lot of blogs. There wasn't a lot of gurus or cookbooks about this kind of more holistic way of not dieting, but like just looking after yourself. And I think before that, it was about dieting. Like, I, I, when I first started eating healthily I was eating granola all day and just salad with like no dressing on it nothing delicious and I was miserable yeah. and I still was benefiting and I didn't feel good so it's really nice now that I've kind of like there's a there's a really nice community of people doing this mm. kind of thing and yeah it's, I kind of I'm lucky like obviously I had to figure out a lot of it for myself in the beginning but I'm really lucky because it's kind of shaped my journey and I kind of I'm really I understand all my decisions and it just makes sense to me which I think is so important like educating yourself rather than and kind of like picking and choosing little bits of information that work for you and fine-tuning it because there's so much information out there that's so confusing and so I'm kind of like grateful that I had to figure a few things out myself. It's so true because I think we hear so much nowadays about the kind of importance of getting more in tune with our bodies but 
I know there'll be so many people listening who don't know where to start. Like I was absolutely clueless when it came to this. Like I realized that I had actually have been suffering from a candida gut for like the last how like ridiculous amount of years. But mm. I guess you always have these kind of niggling things, but you never really you're just you're so out of touch, out of tune with yeah. your body that you just continue doing the motions, you know, taking medication as you can without yeah. really kind of tapping into that what do you have Mm. any advice for people who are kind of at the start of that that journey and don't really have a relationship with their bodies right now I know it's so hard and I I think you just I grew up with really bad headaches when I was at school and I just I was like oh I just take paracetamol and like painkillers and it was just normal and now I'm like yeah it doesn't have to be like that (laughs) there's so many like natural things you can do to just it's not about curing these kind of things it's more preventing them and I think that's a really important thing to like kind of understand and like have faith in because I think a lot of people aren't you're not really brought up like that um like with alternative medicine and those kind of ideas so I think you just think that your only option is medication or like these kind of fast track things which work but they're not maybe like long term as suitable or sustainable so totally it's like masking the problem rather than actually getting to the root cause completely but it is hard like knowing where you are right now and it's it's hard like I think the first step is obviously like real like taking a second to sort of stop and just really feel into your body and think about like what what's going on like what do I experience most days what's kind of uncomfortable what's annoying what am I going through daily and what could perhaps maybe be showing me that something's not quite right like what's what's normal and what's not normal or like how good can I feel and that it is really hard to kind of work out get back to your kind of state of balance and alignment because we're so out of touch with it especially in our kind of careers where we're running our own thing or just living in big cities and working all the time you just kind of push through it all so I think the main the main thing is just to kind of stop and kind of just ask yourself a few questions it sounds really cheesy and it feels quite unnatural but like I I still do it like consistently I'll be like okay so what's kind of going on for me right now how am I performing like how am I feeling um especially if I'm not feeling positive for whatever reason I always think that has something to do with what I'm eating or what I'm like working on at the moment and it's just about like giving yourself time to like just be with yourself I think and and kind of work out how you usually feel or how maybe how you remember feeling before and kind of like how you should feel and how you want to feel as well like kind of setting out a kind of idea of like I want to have more energy I don't want to have these headaches anymore um and in some ways like Google is really bad you should never do that but also it can be quite useful if you find the right kind of like holistic blogs or um like very trustworthy people it it has opened up my eyes a lot to this kind of thing and and to know there's like a lot of communities as well online where people are going through the same thing and I think for me that's what's kind of helped because even like my parents I'm like oh I'm doing this because I'm like gonna detox and they're like we've never done that and we're always fine and they kind of think it's a bit weird but actually when you realize other people are doing something like that and it's working for them it's really inspiring it definitely is. It's funny. I've been trying to get my mum to watch What the Hell for the past, like, <laughs> God knows how. And she, like, absolutely refuses. I think there is, like, a real generational shift. Yeah. But it's interesting because, like, it is 
such a closed-minded kind of industry in some ways and especially living in London or New York like the big cities there's a lot of like even though they are healthy they're still sort of fads like juice cleansers and like turmeric shots and stuff like that like it's all really good and it's there's no harm in taking those kind of things but you need to remember like your your grandparents never did that your parents never did that really like you're so right to be all and end all and I think that's what sort of alienates people sometimes as well when they're trying to get healthy they think oh I need to do this I need to do that like this totally happened to me when I when I went paleo I was like okay I'm never gonna eat that I'm I'm just gonna eat this and like I need to be having a green juice every day or every week and I mean yeah like those things are really beneficial they're amazing but they're not necessarily like vital I don't think and I guess that becomes the new guilt right you move from making unhealthy obsessive choices in the in the bad sense and you can easily become transfer that to now healthy Mm -hmm. things yeah definitely I definitely had a moment of kind of what they call orthorexia I was just kind of I wasn't scared of food I was just I couldn't really understand why people would ever eat anything unhealthy and I was like (laughs) I would never eat that I would never eat that whereas now I'm so much more relaxed because it is so much more sustainable and it's it's not about I mean these kind of healthy rules are like oh no restrictions no deprivation but actually that there is still a, a big element of depriving yourself of things and it's puts a lot of stress on you and especially when you're not used to the kind of like habits when you're literally just starting out and you want to be healthier it's really hard like you should definitely just start with like more natural food that you can that grows from the earth and it makes sense basically like you don't need to make sure you're going to a cold press juicery every week but that's what I've loved so much about kind of reading your blog and just talking to you is that it goes back to what you were just saying it's about tapping into your body's own natural wisdom um so Mm -hmm. once you kind of get into that then you want more of it. Like I went, um, I'm largely plant-based. I'm always scared to say that because I know there's going to be one time where I'm like at a steakhouse and I put it on Insta stories <laughs> and people are like, you said you were plant-based. But I, I recently went plant-based. And yes, in the beginning, it was a real shift because I was realizing that you do get quite lazy with the types of food that you eat and things like that. You have to be a lot more conscious. But the more I was tapping into my body and how I was feeling, it ends up becoming like a drug. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it was becoming hard for me to go back to my old ways of thinking, drinking, because that just felt so good. So I guess, Mm -hmm. yeah, the more in tune you are with your body, the more you know what your body needs. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it it kind of becomes hard to go back because after you went paleo, did you slowly start kind of introducing new things to kind of see how your body was responding to it? Yeah, I think so. Like, there are some things like gluten and dairy are a bit irritating for me, but it's not going to kill me. And if someone's made me a really delicious meal, I'm going to eat it because it's polite. And also when it's handmade and freshly made, I think it's there's there's like people kind of like never eat bread, never do this, never do that. But it's like actually in some cases, I think it can be completely fine. And obviously not if you're really seriously allergic or intolerant but it's more the people who try and avoid it because it's kind of trendy at the moment it's like actually really what nice home freshly baked bread is actually not it's not going to kill you it's more the sandwich bread you get in a supermarket that's been in plastic for however many months I don't know like there is a big like a a big line between like all these things that people Mm -hmm. kind of do and don't do but um what what was the question again? Sorry. 
No, you, you've answered it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you start introducing things kind of slowly to kind of, from going cold turkey, did you like test, introduce things to test whether it was that thing that was kind of causing some of the disruptions? Yeah, a little bit. And initially I kind of noticed straight away that not eating like gluten and lots of pasta and bread was definitely helping reduce my bloating. And I knew that cutting out sugar was it really helped my skin and I had no headaches pretty much after three days um so I kind of noticed the benefits like straight away and then now that I'm so in tune with like my body and how I should feel and how I can feel at my best when I have sugar I'm like I'm buzzing I'm like crazy I'm hyper it's like I'm like that with coffee yeah (laughs) yeah it's so true like you become so sensitive to those things yeah it's it's so interesting and it's not to be like oh I can never have that because it makes me crazy and hyper it's like you just need to know that that's going to happen and accept that and be like I'm not going to do this all the time because I don't like how it makes me feel but like it's just being mindful and kind of understanding how your body's going to react I guess oh it's so so true and actually talking about food you've been super busy right now you know balancing the business you've got the book coming out that's just come out um you're modeling I try my hardest to make healthy choices and I'll try and be as clean as possible. And I can do when things are calm, but it's the moment that things get really busy and stressful that that completely goes out of the window. So I'd love to talk to you about that. How do you deal with those kind of moments of stress when you're juggling a lot? How do you kind of set yourself up for success? It is really hard. And, um, I think like one of the main things to remember is that if especially when you're really stressed you don't want to add to that stress and it's just not worth getting really like wound up about but um, I remember when I first was beginning my quinola business and I was traveling an hour and a half to a commercial kitchen to cook quinola till like 3 a.m and oh my goodness draining it was like really (laughs) draining but I was so stressed but I didn't know I was stressed and I it wasn't really as openly talked about then either and this wasn't even that long ago but I was so stressed I would be kind of grazing all day on the quinola because I'd be making it and having to taste it a little bit and I'd never really have a proper meal because I'd be like snacking all day and I'd be stood up all day doing stuff and making stuff and my mind would be on a million different things and I was constantly had really bad stomach pains and anything I did eat even if it was healthy I had really bad stomach aches and headaches and I was like why is this happening because I'm doing everything that I usually do I'm eating all the right things I'm like pretty active I just couldn't understand why I was feeling like that and I was kind of reaching burnout which I now know but at the time I was just like powering through and I just remember thinking like this isn't fair I'm eating everything healthy but I'm still really uncomfortable and in pain and I think I just had a light bulb moment. I'm not sure when, maybe through during yoga or meditation or something one day. I was like, I how how can I expect my stomach and my body to function in the ways that it should when I'm wasting all my energy on doing a million things and stressing about a million things? And my stomach sort of had like seized up. Like in, when you're stressed, your body doesn't need to digest food because it needs to be in that fight or flight moment where it's ready to kind of react so true so the rest of your body shuts down this was one of the most amazing like most interesting things I had I read a book I think it's called the slow down diet it's a really old one but it was just so amazing to like 
because people don't talk about that and it was like it made so much sense like all this energy that you're putting in your in your mind and you're doing and like overworking your whole body you're you're it's just not a priority for your body to be able to digest food which is why it kind of shuts down and so to know that is something that I keep with me all the time now I'm like it's so important if I'm stressed I'm not gonna be able to digest things properly and even if you do you don't really draw out the nutrients as efficiently as well so it's just kind of like important to remember that I guess um when you're stressed just to kind of like take a few minutes before you try and eat something to calm down and kind of ready yourself to do that it's so true because I got into the bad habit of being like you know I always eat at my desk and you know half answering emails and you know just like how crazy is it that we we feel like we don't even have you know 15 minutes to just kind of sit Mm -hmm. down and really enjoy our meals and it's funny you're saying about that book I read a book by Tony Robbins who everyone listening Mm -hmm. will know I adore um a while ago and he basically made you kind of list out what your um values are your priorities and then put them in order and I think health was health was definitely on there but it was one of the the lowest on my <laughs> on my list and then yeah. I turned the page of course and he's like if health was on the bottom like you need to make it the top because health is wealth yeah. how are we able to serve our communities our customers um yeah. and just live a happy fulfilling life if we're not making health a a, a you know, a priority, like everything yeah. flows from that. And it was crazy for me that I was like, it seems so simple, but I was like, oh crap. Yeah, that is so true. You know, yeah. especially <laughs> as entrepreneurs, like sometimes it can feel so hard to even entertain the idea of like taking a sick day or just giving our body the space to do its thing. But if we're not yeah. doing that, then it gets to that. We allow it to kind of get to that point where it leads to kind of burnout or just you know having a bit of (laughs) having a bit of a meltdown yeah it's so true it's like it's crazy and I found that really hard when I started my business and I still do find it really hard to switch off but like you can't really show up truthfully or authentically in anything that you're doing or with anyone who you're spending time with and if you can't indulge in that kind of self-care and make sure that you're really like functioning and living as you should be and people will kind of notice that and everything it will show in everything you do as well and if you're not well no one else is going to be able to do your job so like I know it's especially when you're an entrepreneur but it's so true and I guess it's hard because I think for everyone listening will be able to identify with it you know as an entrepreneur you have this one side of you that's like ambitious and like constantly pushing and onto the next thing but then, yeah. you know, you know intellectually that you do need to kind of have that time, that white space to soak in everything you're doing in the here and now. Like, how do you manage that kind of competing, you know, balance, those two different things, sides of you? It's really hard, but like, without sounding too cheesy, it's definitely a lot down to the people around me, um, keeping me very grounded and sort of like, I remember when I used to stress out so much about little things with quinola and my mum used to be like, it's just quinoa, it's just granola, like, <laughs> no one's going to die. And I was like, yeah, you're right, there's so much more to life. <laughs> like, but when you're in your, especially in the early days as well, when you're so in your own thing, it's like everything is like life or death and it's just 
it's crazy but I think yeah having a support system around you and like a tribe like of people who kind of know what you're going through is really helpful to encourage you to keep going when it gets tough and also though having a, a group of people around you who, who don't know what you're doing really who don't yes really industry with you like because I mean I love just going and having dinner with a friend who's doing something completely different like teaching kids or whatever and we just we just don't talk about anything I'm doing we don't talk about work and it just grounds me so much because there's so much more real life going out there beyond like your own little business which sounds kind of like tough love but it's so important to remember that it's so true and I think as one of the most amazing things about starting my business is the tribe of other female entrepreneurs that I now have. But Mm -hmm. the downside of that is that I think we can kind of indulge each other in Mm -hmm. kind of overworking. Yeah. Like we're so busy. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. It's like, yeah. And you're kind of, you're so on and you're so alert and you're so kind of thinking about what are they doing? What am I doing? And like, oh, we could do this. Like, it's just that creative energy is amazing. But it's also like you're not, you're never all going to get together and help each other chill out. It's more like your old friends <laughs> are going to help you do that. It's true. So you you spoke about having a support system. I know that many people listening will be at that stage where they're kind of at capacity. They're doing, you know, for want of a better term, you know, all the things, and but they're scared to take that leap and hire somebody. At what stage in your business did you start bringing people on and how did you know that financially the business could withstand that? Um, I didn't really. Um, I remember putting, I remember talking to a friend actually and he was a photographer and he was like, when are we going to do another shoot together? And I was like, oh, I would love to. I just literally can't. I have no time. And he was like, oh, my friend is just quitting her job. She really wants to get into well-being. Maybe she can help you. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, let's have a interview. And we met and I was like, amazing. You sound great. Like, I would love to have you on board. And then I just kind of let it fizzle out and went back to, like, work because I, could, I just was at that phase where I just could never stop. So I kind of carried on. I was like, I don't know how I would delegate anything. I don't know how I would manage a person, like, other than myself. I could just about manage myself. And thankfully, she emailed me, like, with a kind of follow-up. She was like, so it's great to meet. Like, let me know if you want to, like, talk about hiring me or whatever. And I was like, yeah, like, um, in that one of those moments where you're just, like, bashing out emails really quickly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, like, come in for a trial. Um, How about these dates? And then she came in, and I was just in the middle of, like, mixing up a huge bowl of granola. And I remember her face was kind of like, do you just... <laughs> shall I just shall I just jump in shall I just help and she just literally jumped in and I was like do this do that do that and it just it was so disorganized but it just completely worked and I'm so grateful that I had someone like that who was just she got so stuck in like so hands-on and I kind of like we kind of helped each other but it was not like I was a manager I just didn't know how to kind of like delegate properly but that was amazing and I'm so glad that she kind of like came came to me and was like you need help and I was like yeah I do need help um so that was kind of how the first hire happened but in terms of money I didn't I think I didn't even think about it I was just like I have money coming into the business from sales but at this stage I, I it, it was the worst point of my sort of burnout and stress and I was kind of I was just like I can't do this anymore I need someone I will do whatever it takes <laughs> like so I didn't kind of weigh it up in a kind of business strategy kind of way. I was just like... I'm Necessity. 
yeah you know when you just say yes and you figure it out afterwards it was one of those moments so do you think having the income from your modeling also has kind of helped you to make some of those decisions because I know one of the things that I often get asked about is should I quit my job um, completely and go full-time or should I have even like a part-time job or a consulting gig while I'm getting my business off the ground so that I do have kind of that cash flow for things like that what do, would you would you recommend that yeah I mean definitely I think the modeling definitely helped um, that was what well, yeah I wouldn't have been able to do it without my savings um, and when most people kind of get loans I didn't need to because I kind of had a few pieces of like I just had some stuff lying around luckily which I'm really <laughs> grateful for not as much as alone but like in the early days it's it's definitely good to start off with something um and in terms of quitting your job and going full-time I would say like almost never do that like and I, I sort of had to put modeling on the back burner a bit I didn't have enough time to do both but like if you're in a full-time job or a part-time job even I think you should never straight away kind of jump all in and be like, okay, I'm going to do this now. And if it fails, you're kind of stuck because you haven't got the other work. And also you don't have that security and stability of like other income coming in. Um, and I was, I was reading a book the other day, which actually everyone listening will love. It's called the, it's called business for bohemians. Oh, um, it's amazing because so many people want to start up a business that isn't really corporate and isn't, like a huge organization so it's kind of it kind of discusses like how to set up a business but still retain some kind of like mindfulness and bohemian sort of ideas and creativity and stuff so it's really useful and I remember reading something like you should never pay yourself really in the first few months or years or if starting business because you kind of have to put all you can into the business and if it's really going to work and so I think having something on the side to kind of keep you going is so important I would never really advise to anyone to just give everything up and go go full on with the new project because you never know what's going to happen however hard you work I think you're absolutely right and I always say this whenever I'm interviewed that one of the best things we did accidentally was never in our plan was to start TLE studio our consulting business that was a really great opportunity for us to have a great cash flow rich business that was a retainer based business from the beginning so it gave us that space to make sure that everything that we were doing with the lifestyleedit.com was as pure as possible without Mm -hmm. the pressure every month of thinking how are you going to how are you going to meet your bills because I think that's the that's the easiest way sometimes to, for something that you loved to quickly turn into something that you hate because yeah. you're putting so much pressure on it in the beginning to 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 make money and sometimes mm-hmm. ideas need to marinate you need to kind of test the waters and if you're doing mm-hmm. that and your kind of mortgage is on the line it's hard to make yeah. you know risks that were worthwhile you know you hiring for the first time was a risk but you could afford to do that because you had that yeah. security and sometimes, mm-hmm. especially as women, I think we're already we can already be quite risk averse. So mm-hmm. you want to kind of set yourself up to success. So that is a great point. A quick break from today's show to talk to you all about our sponsor, Breather. Breather offer dedicated workspace in great locations in cities like London, LA, New York, San Francisco, Toronto, all without the big monthly price tag. So think beautiful spaces minus membership fees or commitment. 
All you need to do is pay by the hour or by the day and reschedule or cancel for free for up to two hours before your reservation. For more information, just head to breather.com. You know, thinking about everything that we've been talking about, about, you know, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves while we're starting, while we're running our businesses, how do you kind of plan what you're working on so that you don't kind of get into overwhelm even though I'm sure you're constantly having ideas of events and you know different products that you can be launching how do you kind of streamline that so you're still having joy around what it is that you're creating and then that's one of the hardest questions I and it's something I'm still struggling with it's as it's so hard to have a structure when you're doing not only your own thing but like so many of your own things like if you're doing like it's not just one job you're you're doing so many <laughs> different jobs and so it's really hard I used to struggle so much I would wake up with morning anxiety and be like oh I've got so much so much to do and so much I want to do it wasn't even that I hated the jobs on the to-do list I was just like where do I start like how what should I do first how do people structure this I need some kind of direction and that used to just stress me out more than the jobs themselves yeah so I don't really know how I've come to manage it a bit more now I think I I put a lot less pressure on myself now and obviously I have a few people working with me now so it's it's super helpful but I would I mean it's different for everyone as well it depends on your structure it depends on your business but what's worked for me um is having really concise to-do lists obviously um setting up something in the day that's sort of a consistent like I don't know maybe having a break at a certain time of the day or for me it's usually the morning like I started doing yoga every morning at home even just for like 20 minutes just to get myself out of bed and into something that was not going to stress me out and that really helped um, me to kind of like structure my days Uh, and then I think I think I just learned to put less on my lists each day as well because I mean, I have like three to-do lists on my, <laughs> on my laptop, two on my phone, my notes, my, my reminders, things going around my, in my head. And that's, it's not when I'm doing the most that I'm the most stressed out. It's when my mind is thinking of too many things that I just can't settle down and I'm like really anxious. So I think I'm, I could try and like every morning check in with all of these to-do lists and kind of bring a more concise one together um, and just make it like just make it way more realistic because there's always going to be something else to do on your to-do list I know that's the worst I've like had to train my mind to be like there will never be a time where like you're completely done and like can wrap up the day there's always going to be something else right yeah it's really hard and like I remember well something that helped me in another book I read I can't remember but was to put your to-do main to-do things into your calendar for for certain days or maybe you do it in, at the beginning of a week or something so that you have sort of like rough time frames and you it starts to kind of make it a little bit more realistic so you're like how long is that actually going to take me it's like write a blog post on this do this email this person do a skype forwards and that's all you, you've got that all in a list and you think oh I'll do I'll have all that done by 12 o'clock and then when you don't it's even more stressful because you're like oh I've still got so much to do <laughs> So if you put things into calendars, I found that that kind of helped me. I don't do it a lot. I don't do it all the time, but it definitely helps me to kind of like structure the day a bit and around like the, what's most of a priority and what I can actually spend time on. And actually, again, it's about 
spending a good amount of time on things rather than bashing out so many things all at once and doing them all kind of with less energy and focus and you are so right and I'm gonna sound like a complete like OCD freak right now but that's that is pretty much what I do um so I got a great piece of advice from Christina from Kiki K um and she she I was telling her that I was super stressed you know so many things that we wanted to do didn't know where to start and that's what she recommended me to do to to kind of think of your year in your quarters what are the things in q1 that you can do that can really move the needle in your business make a list of like no more than like three or four four things and just doing that alone really helped me to kind of ascertain like what are the must do's and what would the Mm -hmm. like it would be nice to do if I had more time and every quarter what I try and do is if it's like a big thing, like for example, in June, we're doing um, our first ever lifestyle edit retreat. So I will break down like all of the tasks that will need to be done, not just like, oh yeah, marketing or like social media, like all of breaking all of those things down and then like scheduling it on either Trello or Asana. We use Asana a lot to kind of communicate Mm -hmm. and project manage so that it's clear like how long those tasks need to be need to be done yeah Um, so it just makes it a bit more manageable and I you know I completely identify with what you were saying about like taking that time in the morning to set yourself up for success like whenever I'm like things are calm I'll have the time to do it but the moment things get stressful I forget and then it ends up being worse so I try and have that moment in the morning where you know got my diptyque candle going on in the corner (laughs) I'm like looking again what were the my main goals in this quarter does my to-do list reflect it are there things that I can delegate what are the things that I need to do and what would I be happy achieving when I look back at this (laughs) list by the end of the day yeah it's also so important because with so many things going on around you now and so many things you can see like on Instagram and social media what other people are doing it's so easy to get sort of like swept up in what other people are doing and think oh I can do that I should do that I and most of the time you could do it and you, so then you can start like you start kind of rationalizing with yourself and being like okay we can do that we can do that let's do this and you add all these things to your list which actually may not be so true to your like initial purpose or like what you set up in the beginning in the first place and so it's it's kind of really important in the, in the same similar way to you saying that you check in every quarter just to kind of check in quite regularly and be like why am I doing all these things like how is that going to benefit me is that really does it feel natural like is it going to benefit people is it really necessary or is there something that feels even more right and sometimes you'll you'll think you'll notice that you're forcing things that wouldn't have naturally come to you and it's just it's just so important to kind of like always rein it in and recalibrate a bit and think of like which direction you're actually going in and completely and I think especially that's true doing those check-ins when you start making those first tentative steps towards more healthier Mm. kind of habits so I am trying to do that now like even things like when I meditate or after I've done a class I will like pause and just soak in that feeling because I think very often you know we do that workout class but then we're charging on to like a meeting or you know we're you know we're constantly moving on to the next thing in our to-do list without kind of soaking in that feel-good vibe and I think sometimes the more we savor that moment the more we're willing to kind of push through when we're not feeling particularly motivated because we remember how we felt when we did that Uh uh-huh definitely so I think just 
we've spoken quite a lot about habits. So do you have any advice about like how people can make their, you know, the first tentative steps towards changing their habits? Because I think I, a big part of it also is like changing the stories that we have. So, you know, stories like we're not morning people or we're not people who exercise or, you know, those stories It's the same types of things, challenges, mindset challenges that we have to overcome in our businesses. So what are some of the, the steps that people can, can take to start kind of changing their habits and moving towards the, you know, eating well and doing things that kind of enhances their well-being? Um, well, I think it's really hard and especially like that's such an important step, the changing your story and the way you think about things, because it's like me when I used to have headaches all the time, I'd just be like, oh, I have headaches all the time. And actually it didn't have to be like that. And if you look further or kind of discover how you want to be feeling, you can start thinking differently about yourself and where, like how you want to live. It sounds quite woo woo, but, um, it is important to kind of like, be like actually no that's not going to define me and I'm not just going to live with this like how do I want to feel and how 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 am I going to get there so that's definitely a good step um, initially to kind of just be open to things and not be so like this is me and I, I just have to deal with it it's like actually I want to feel like this and doing a bit of research never hurts like it's it's all about kind of taking responsibility of your own health and not just like reading the latest articles or like following the latest trends because some some things just might not work for you and so it's so important to just take responsibility and and do some research and that way you have much more deeper rooted like understanding of what you want and how you feel and what's going on than just like oh I'm not gonna eat cake because it's gonna make me fat like it's it's not as black and white as it always seems in this kind of industry so I think that's really important um and in terms of like first steps, I mean, it's hard to, it kind of depends on the person's goals and how they're feeling now and how they want to feel and what they're doing and all their commitments and everything. But it's just good to like kind of maybe just assess every part of your life and think like, how could I improve that? Or what what do I like about that? And what don't I like about that? I mean, when I was super stressed like when I said when I was working in the commercial kitchen I I lived with people that it was kind of a stressful environment sometimes and I was with I had a boyfriend that was kind of intense and (laughs) everything just seemed kind of like in a bad place for me and I think I just stopped and I was like okay I need to change some stuff here and as soon as I did I moved out and I ended the relationship and everything kind of felt better I felt like I was lighter like these emotions and stuff would kind of like come like I'd let go of a lot of stuff and it's just important like you don't always think about how much those things can affect you like relationships and things like that so it's kind of like a a 360 of like approach thinking about all aspects of your life and what you're happy with and what you're not happy with and and then you can start figuring out like where to change your habits or create new ones and what you can do to replace things that aren't really serving you anymore you are so right I think you've completely put the nail on the head it's about just having an intimate and honest conversation with yourself where you're asking yourself you're asking yourself those those questions like I was thinking recently I haven't been exercising for a while and I was like you know why am I not doing it and I realized you know I just hate the gym I hate 
the gym mm-hmm. and on a normal day when I have time willpower will get me there but the moment mm-hmm. things get really busy like you know that's my excuse not to go so I yeah. know that I have to you know g- the gym is never going to work with me I have to do some sort of class that I really love that it's going to that I'm going to want to go to that I'm going to forget that I'm um, working out for or silly things like on a Sunday I will book all of my classes for the week because that's (laughs) that's going to be like the one thing and then that fear of like cancelling it and then you know my money's now gone that that gets me that gets me up and kind of kicks me up the behind to actually go and do it and silly things like if you know that in the week you get really busy so that's when you start you know eating crap then you know taking that time to do meal prep that's one of the things that I always do Monday Tuesday I'm totally fine and then like you know crazy emails and deadlines start happening in the middle of the week and then all kind of healthy eating goes out the window so I guess it's just about being honest with yourself and then making those mini habits that kind of help you so like booking your classes on the weekend doing that meal prep like tiny things that help contribute to those bigger goals yeah and it's so I think one thing that really helped me I don't know why it took me so long to like kind of have this conversation with myself but it's that there's no right or wrong way like I was convinced there was just the right way to do everything for some for some reason and like oh I have to be going to gym I have to be going to this kind of class like this many times a week even with business like I'm doing this wrong there's got to be so many like more professional and efficient ways of doing everything and I'm doing everything wrong and that just kind of used up all my energy on like talking myself down and like clouding my thoughts and making me just feel like not good enough so even if I did go to the gym I was like I didn't really want to be there but I was like this is the right thing like this is what everyone does this is how it should be (laughs) you're not supposed to enjoy it you're supposed to dread it but actually when you start thinking well no there's not just a right or wrong way that's right or wrong for everyone it's all about like personalizing your own life to make sure that it's going to benefit you but also that you're going to enjoy it and that it's like realistic and sustainable because I hated going to the gym when I was younger and I don't I don't like spin and stuff like that and I'm like I'm not just gonna do it just because it's like all these things it's so good for you and it's like everyone's doing it so it's really about kind of accepting that it's like an ongoing journey to figure out what you like and what actually benefits you and that's how things become enjoyable and also like sustainable like I I do boxing now and I'm working out with the guy who does calisthenics which is all about kind of like natural primal movement and no one really talks about that I didn't even know that was like a thing but it's so good it's so like strengthening and it's so good for your mind and body but I'm not going to the gym I'm not doing all these things I don't want to do but I'm still benefiting even maybe even more than if I was just doing those kind of things still so were you kind of keeping up with all these things while you were kind of busy preparing to launch the book? Yeah, I mean, I did take a lot of time out whilst I was writing the book. Like I, I didn't really prioritise myself much then, which is so ironic because I was writing about like well-being. But um, I mean, I tried to like, like you did sort of an exercise class into my diary like, like for the week so that I knew like this is what I'm going to do and if something came up and gets in the way then it does and you just kind of have to think is that really a priority or can I do that in an hour after I've been to this workout class it's just having that kind of structure um that definitely helped but a lot of the time I did have to just kind of like sacrifice 
those kind of things that I wanted to do because I was like, I, I've got deadlines and I'm just on, a, like sometimes you're just on a roll when you're writing and stuff. You're like, I just need to stay and do this. Otherwise I'm never going to do it. So they did get, yeah, it got in the way a lot of, of things. Like that. And also I was cooking a lot because I was testing recipes. So I didn't feel my best self, definitely. But I guess it's about embracing different seasons. So you knew that you had that kind of window where it was going to be go, go, go with the book. But I'm sure now that the book is out there and you kind of have a little bit more space to breathe, you're able to pick it up. So it's about not guilt tripping ourselves when life gets really busy, when you can't work out or eat as healthily as you want to be. It's all this kind of yin yang, you know. Um, but yeah, I think there is this danger of not kind of guilt tripping ourselves when we're not perfect in some of these yeah, things. Definitely. And it's almost even harder for me because obviously as a model, it's like so much more pressure to sort of, stay in shape so I just I always constantly like beating myself up about it I was like ah, I need all of these things in order to like kind of work together and it just wasn't happening but I think it's it's what's the worst thing that can happen is if you don't work out for a few months it's like you're gonna feel a bit shit but like no one (laughs) it's not gonna it's not gonna like hopefully it's not gonna kill you but it's not gonna really make everything that bad and if you're focusing on something that's really true to you and like it's your business like maybe you just need to put your energy and focus into that for a while other than yourself it's just it's not the best advice like sometimes you should put yourself forward but it in the early days of like setting up your business you do have to make sacrifices definitely and it's funny it, we've kind of gone full circle because before we started recording we we're talking about that you know the importance of just in different in different moments of your life just kind of going with the flow and kind of going with the stream rather than constantly fighting upstream yeah definitely it's so important to just kind of like find your flow and just like kind of let it be like at the end of the day something else that I've kind of learned from having a business is just like you can plan and plan and plan and you can kind of plan for things that might happen and kind of be really prepared but you you can never be like a hundred percent prepared something will always happen that was not part of the plan and then then you're forced to go with the plan so in a way it's like why do we overcomplicate it so much by (laughs) making so many plans and some obviously sometimes they're useful to kind of like plan out a day or something like that like loose plans are good but I found myself just overthinking things and I just got in a state of like worry and fear and like low confidence and it's like actually if you just let go a bit and try and stop trying to control everything what's supposed to be actually will end up coming to you and everything will work out as as it should do as long as you're kind of like in a in the right mindset to kind of know what you want and kind of attract what you want as well it sounds quite like it's taken me a while to kind of accept that because it does sound really out there and like oh yeah like airy fairy or just attract what you want but I've I've really found that to be true recently just by kind of letting go and kind of seeing what happens because at the end of the day you can't you don't know what the future holds and it wouldn't be fun if you did and just doing your thing and keeping like staying in the moment is so much more enjoyable and authentic than kind of overdoing it all the time and just being stressed all the time you've got to enjoy it too totally and I think it comes back to this whole idea of just gratitude just being grateful for where you are right now but also remembering that where you are is not who you are Mm -hmm. definitely yeah I like when I first started my business I remember reading a quote um 
and it was like don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or end and which is something I always do I'm like oh I should be that or like how am I ever gonna get that I'm never gonna be like that blah 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 but actually especially when you're starting on your own journey or like you're starting in something completely different that you've never done before it's like you just have to be patient with yourself and know that it's just a journey and that's the best thing for me is like I had some horrible times setting up my business but I've learned so much for them and you you can't like pay for that kind of teach you or anything like that you don't you can't like study that it's just things that you have to experience and and learn along the way thank you so much Danielle for being on the show so so thrilled to have you how can people connect with you I know you've got a few things in the pipeline so I'd love for you to share cool yeah so I've got um a retreat coming up actually at the end of May with the body holiday in St Lucia which I just announced this morning um so I'm kind of like really excited to have people join me on that so that we can we'll be going through like a lot of the rituals and recipes from my book and doing some kind of like business workshops and power and purpose kind of workshops. Um, so that's the 20th to the 27th of May. And I've just announced that on my blog, um, <clears throat> which is <clears throat> sorry, which is now uh, uk. Um and you can also find me at D Copperman on Instagram and quinola.co.uk is my kind of business and my breakfast products are available there. Um, and all my emails are on there too. And yeah, you can feel free to like reach out if you ever have any questions. I'm more than happy to kind of share my advice and sort of like help people on their journey because I think in this industry it's so there's so many people who hold their cards so close to their chest and it's for me it's just stupid it's so much nicer to kind of help people and although I don't have loads of time like I will always answer inquiries to help people on their own journey thank you so much Danielle that's amazing no worries thanks for having me So that's it for this week's episode of the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. You can download more episodes of the show and subscribe in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would love a review or recommendation. It's the number one way for us to share these stories and insights with as many creative female entrepreneurs as possible. And don't forget, all of the information on how to join the TLE community is in the show notes or simply head to thelifestyleedit.com to sign up.